Welcome in, everyone, to this Bastards series preview. The Red Sox are just coming off a disappointing series loss to the Oakland Athletics, dropping two games out of three. But they've got themselves a rest day. They're now back home at Fenway Park, and they're going to be taking on the New York Mets this weekend. I'm your host, Jason Kelly. I'm here with Micah Storms and Terry Cushman. We're going to dive right into this three-game series against the Mets, which will start Friday night at 7.10 p.m., a good pitching matchup in this one. James Paxton going for the Red Sox. He's going to be taking on Kodai Senga for the Mets. Terry, who do you got in game one? I am going to go with the New York Mets. Um, Senga has just been off the charts. Uh, you know, his, his most recent start on July 15th, that was my birthday, by the way, uh, six innings, struck out nine of the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, and gave up just one earned run against the Arizona Diamondbacks, who've been a very good team uh, this year. They've had some pitching injuries, so maybe uh, maybe the dream might be over, uh, at least for this season. He goes eight full innings, gives up just one earned run, walks 12. So I have to go with Kodai Singa and his ghost fork uh, pitch. It's going to be interesting, though, seeing how Paxton bounces back from that brain fart he had in the third inning where he gave up tons of runs and ultimately lost that game to the Cubs. And I think all of us had him uh, winning that one. So... So I, I think Senga will, you know, will guide the Mets to to a win. But uh, the interesting story will be Paxton, just to see if he does bounce back, win or lose. Micah, what do you got? This is going to be a matchup where uh, my brother and I we are not going to talk this weekend because he's a Mets fan. I'm a Red Sox fan, so we uh, we're going to be. Enemies this weekend, um, but with Sanga, he really got off to a bad start um, coming to professional baseball in America. But the last two months, he's been one of the best pitchers um, in the National League. Um, the only thing that I found to suggest that maybe the Red Sox have a really good chance against him is at home, he has a 2.5 ERA on the road. He has a 3.97. So the fact that he struggles a little bit on the road and then you add Fenway Park, that can be um, a daunting task for rookie pitchers in professional baseball. So uh, I think Paxton bounces back and I think the Red Sox offense wakes up and I'm going to take the Red Sox in game one. I am also somewhat hesitantly going to take the Red Sox. I think Kodai Senga is nasty, but um, I look at the numbers. So Paxton, I don't believe is going to be as bad as his last start. I think he's going to bounce back. Um, those splits for Senga are really interesting. And it, you know, he's had a few blips on the radar and they've all come on the road. And not necessarily against great teams. Um, the Reds beat him up in Cincinnati. That's a little bit tough because that's a real batter's ballpark. It's not a pitcher's ballpark by any means. But the Giants beat him up in San Francisco. And Oakland 
got to him in Oakland. So he's had some bumps on the road, and that's the thing. They've all been on the road. Now he's coming to Boston, again, a hitter-friendly ballpark, and he's facing the Red Sox. So I'm hoping that Cora loads up on the, all the lefties that he has. You should see the regular lineup in there, Duran, Casas, Verdugo, Devers, Yoshida, all of them. And I think that they could jump on Senga a little bit and rough him up, get him out of there early, and hopefully Paxson is doing his thing and he's able to cruise through. So I'm also going to take the Red Sox in game one. I think that uh, they they may have a rough welcome for Kodai Senga at Fenway Park. So game two, uh, that'll be Saturday at 4.10. It's an afternoon game. Max Scherzer going for the Mets against Cutter Crawford. Micah, what do you like in game two? Crawford has really had a tough draw the last two starts because he had the all-star Justin Steele in the last start, and now he gets Max Scherzer um, in this one. I don't think Max Scherzer is quite the Max Scherzer we are used to. I do think Father Time is starting to catch up with him. Um, but I would take Scherzer, I think, in this one. I think the Mets' offense could get to Crawford. Uh, I think Crawford has pitched better away from Fenway Park than in Fenway Park. I don't know if the monster kind of scares him a little bit, but he's definitely been more effective on the road. And I think if there's a matchup that the Mets really have the advantage in, it is definitely game two on Saturday. So I'm going to take Scherzer and the Mets in this one. Terry, what do you got? I agree with Micah. Um, I'm not picking Cutter Crawford to beat Max Scherzer. And I, Scherzer isn't the guy he used to be. I was just looking at his game logs throughout the season. Only, I believe it's one time, let me double check, one time has Max Scherzer reached double-digit strikeouts. He, that, he used to do that routinely, you know, 10, 12 strikeouts a game. So he's not punching guys out to the same, uh, you know, degree that he used to. He, is, he has had a few bad starts recently, uh, two starts ago against the San Diego Padres. Gave up five runs, uh, start before that against the Diamondbacks. So I said, you know, our, you know, have a pretty good offense this year, especially with Corbin Carroll. Um, four runs there. So we're not getting the best version uh, of Max Scherzer, but I think this Mets offense uh, has enough firepower to. Make Cutter Crawford's night uh, pretty miserable. So, uh, Mets for me in game two. Max Scherzer is starting to finally look a little long in the tooth. And Cutter Crawford had an incredible outing his last start. I'm still taking the Mets. I, I'm still not fully on board with Cutter Crawford as a starter. I think he's one of those guys that he has won really good start one really awful one and he might be due for a really awful one against this lineup and Mets lineup has been up and down all year but I still think there's a lot of talent in there so I think he'll struggle I think Scherzer you know he's not what he used to be but he's still pretty darn good so I think he'll do enough um could be a high scoring game but I could see like an 8-5 kind of Mets win here 
Real quick, I meant to say this. If you're Max Scherzer, do you want to spend the rest of the season in Queens or do you want to get the hell out of there and go pitch for a team that's definitely going to make the postseason? Oh, if I'm him, I want the hell out of there. Away from Buck Showalter, away from Steve Cohen. Yeah. Yeah. Like trade me to one of the West Coast teams that actually has a shot. Yeah. For sure. So he he's got an agenda, you know. He he wants to he wants to bolster, you know, his case for a good team to pick him up. I I don't know how though the Mets would trade him because he does have a year still next year at an insanely high contract. So I don't know who would want to take on that deal. And I feel like if you're the Mets you're almost just hoping a team would say, yeah, I'll take on the money. I'm not going to really give you a good prospect, but you're not going to be stuck with another year of 40-year-old Max Scherzer. But I think he would be a difficult guy to trade with that contract. It could be a scenario where one of the teams that, you know, like in Arizona that has a lot of space to take on money like that, who is contending now could say, you know what, Let's, let's make a splash. Let's go get him. If we swallow a lot of the money, if we swallow all the money, we don't have to give up any of our top prospects. So we can add him to our rotation. We've got a good offense. You know, maybe it could help us take the West. The Astros could uh, come calling as well. They want to add a starter. Wouldn't that be crazy? You get you get two rings out of Verlander, ex Tiger. Then you go with Scherzer. That would be that would be insane. But I, I think if I think if the Mets were willing to pay it down so that the next team is only taking on twenty five, thirty million of next year's uh, deal, I, I think that's a very palatable contract. And at the end of the day, it's a short term risk. You're not you're not getting Chris Sale for five years and hoping for the best. So, yeah, yeah, it's not like what the Yankees are dealing with with Rodon right now. It's you know, it's a short term high money, but yeah. Short-term risk. I could see a couple of teams taking a bite on him. That'd be interesting. Um, the series finale, Sunday Night Baseball, ESPN. And I'm sure this is exactly what ESPN signed up for when they uh, claimed this game. Carlos Carrasco going for the Mets against TBD for the Red Sox, which we speculate will be Brennan Bernardino opening up for Nick Pavetta, most likely. So, Terry, who do you got in the finale? Fenway Park is not Carlos Carrasco's favorite uh, baseball park. Uh, the Red Sox have absolutely throttled him uh, throughout his career, dating back to when he was with the Cleveland uh, Indians at that point in his career. Um, I I can't pick the Mets to, to sweep the Red Sox here, and I think you are going to get at least five or six innings of Nick Pavetta. I think he's actually had a, a decent start in the last couple of years against the Mets as well. Don't quote me. I'm not, yeah, I don't have it up in front of me, but for some reason I, I remember him really shutting them down. So um, I, I'll take I'll take the Red Sox in uh, game three uh, in what could be a blowout. Micah, what do you got? Major League Baseball did the Red Sox absolutely no favor with this schedule. The fact that they went 
to Chicago, then to Oakland, come back to Fenway Park, then they have a Sunday night game, and then they have to fly back out to the West Coast at uh, next weekend. Just ridiculous uh, planning on their part. Um, I'm sure Alex Gore will make a, a Sunday night baseball quote like he usually does. Um, but in terms of this game, Carrasco, he almost has a five-and-a-half ERA. Pavetta, I really think he's found something in that role. Um, I, I really think him and Bernardino, I'm fine with that opener. I wish that was the only opener situation that the Red Sox were dealing with and that there wasn't another one every five days. Um, but I like the Red Sox in this one. The only thing that scares me is the Mets are coming off of a, a three-game win streak, and they've won six out of ten. They're five games under five hundred. So if there ever was a time for them to make a final push here to say we need to add one or two pieces, it would be probably this weekend and then early next week to really make a statement, and it, it would start with, the Red Sox FNY Park, which is scary. There's a lot of talent still on the Mets roster. It just hasn't played well all season long. So I just hope that the Red Sox don't think they can roll off the plane and say, well, this Mets team is underachieved all season long. They need to come out and they need to be ready to go. Yeah, I'm also going to take the Red Sox game three. Um, all due respect to our fellow bastard, Charlie, who is a big Carlos Carrasco fan, um, always always calls him by Cookie Carrasco. Um, Terry, you nailed it. He has an ERA over eight at Fenway Park in four starts. So, And those, those are going back to the Cleveland days. Um, it is not a good ballpark for him. I'm still not a firm believer in the opener strategy, but I much prefer the Bernardino-Pavetta combination to – Joe Jakes and Chris Murphy or whatever the hell else they could come up with. I, if I were to trust anyone to be an opener, it would be Bernardino. If I were to trust anyone to be the bulk guy, it would be Pavetta. So especially after what they just did in Oakland, um, granted, you know, a much lesser lineup than they'll be facing on Sunday, but I still think they'll get it done against what is an underachieving Mets team that is floundering at the moment. And their season is uh, quickly going up in flames. So I like the Red Sox against Carrasco, and I like Pavetta to repeat what he did, you know, against against Oakland because he's also a guy that, you know, could be looking for a new home. He, he could be doing this the same thing Max Scherzer's doing, where he's trying to pitch his way out of Boston uh, and make himself, you know, an appealing trade piece. So I think he'll keep it rolling, and I think the Red Sox offense will do what they usually do against Carrasco and put up a bunch of runs, and that should be all they need. So I will also take the Red Sox in the series finale. So with that, we'll wrap up this series preview. Um, keep an eye out for our Bastards Roundtable episode coming out this weekend. We'll be talking some trade deadline stuff. Uh, obviously, that's coming up pretty, pretty soon. And after that, the weekend crew will have you guys to recap this Mets series. So everyone, until then, take care.